listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Chris Talks Cars. My guest today wants you to stop blocking the E85 pump with your piece of shit non-race car. She owns, operates, and is building one of the most mischievous coyotes on the internet. She's a constant ambassador for lady racers everywhere. I can never remember name. Oh, yeah, it's that 1320 chick. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. How are you? Good. Joanna, How are you? By the way, for those of you who don't know, or just Joe. Just Joe, yeah. All right. I sometimes, but I feel like I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so, pretty loose format here. We're just here to do what the name of the show says talk about cars. Um, you are a, a race car driver. How does that, like, that's awesome. That could be your, your title. Um, it's funny. I haven't ever been called that, but I guess that is what I am. Right. I mean, technically it's a, it's a street car, but, uh, yeah, yeah you, you race the, the crap out of it. You're a race car driver and you've won money doing it and you make money off your channel. It was a little bit, I assume. So you're professional race car driver. I'll take it. I appreciate it. I guess I never really thought of it that way before. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Now it is first time officially professional race car driver on Chris Talks Cars. Appreciate it. Honored. (laughs) No worries. Um, My first question usually is how did you get started with cars? But if you've watched any of your videos, you can pretty quickly tell your dad was probably a pretty strong influence. Uh, yeah, my dad and my mom actually. So, um, uh, my parents actually met in their Fox bodies cruising and awesome. my mom went to teach her friend about cars and my dad happened to drive by and she's like, well, that's a 79, but has 84 taillights. And she goes and, uh, Hey, roll down your window. And he's like, pull over. I need your number. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day so um they got together on cars and then my mom bought her fox and then they opened a performance shop and then had me so they've been around cars longer than they even have had me oh wow that's awesome yeah it's uh, a good car chick you're they're few and far between so when you find one you gotta you gotta move quick yeah, right. He's like, I got to get her number. For sure. I don't blame him. Um, so do you work in his performance shop now? Is that what you do? Uh, now that 2020 hit and it's been a weird year, uh, yeah. I am there a more because I'm able to be remote, but I actually work for, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of American Expedition Vehicles, AEV. Um, okay. Yeah. Lifted Jeeps and the prospectors with our, with the Ram program and, uh, the Colorado bison. Um, so oh, I do all awesome. Yeah. It's, it's nice because it's like in my realm of what I like, but it's not actually in the hobby. So I don't get burned, burned out. That so that's kind of what I'm trying to find right now. Cause, uh, I actually met you briefly in Houston for Texas 2k, like for like two seconds, you and Fred were talking. Um, I quit my job. I worked for the air force working on uh, radars and the F 35 testing program and, uh, bought a fifth wheel and a Ram 3,500 and was going to tour the nation, like basically following Fred and those guys just going to street car events and stuff. And then COVID hit 
And mm-hmm. luckily I sponsored Texas 2K. So I was able to stay because that was, they, as you remember, they wouldn't let any spectators in or any of that. So my next event was going to be RWP rednecks with paychecks, which is just outside Dallas. And, uh, that got shut down too. So I drove to Houston and then went immediately back home. So <laughs> I'm now trying to find something that isn't my old job, which I didn't like, but still lets me be around cars and stuff. Hence the podcast. Yeah, it was tough growing up because I worked at like, I would work at dealerships and dealerships don't really pay that great. And the hours suck. And then I went into like the banking industry and I was like, well, I'll just be a banker and make money. And my career doesn't have to be about cars. And then I would hate it and lose my mind. And then I go back to a dealership. And so I've been all over and a dealership, like I wanted a salary you know, I'm, I'm not good at selling cars. So like when people would be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to pass. I'd be like, okay, it's fine. You know? And that's yeah. why I didn't do banking industry too. Cause they'd be like, well, you need to push more credit cards and you need to push more loans. And you know, I pitched the whole thing and they'd be like, yeah, that sounds great, but not today. And I'd be like, okay, never a second. Like, are you sure? Like never. Yeah. So, no, I'm a horrible salesperson as well. Yeah. So that was not it for me, but you should come to Indy. We're doing Indy streetcar at the end of the month. I. We'll try to do that. I have a hundred dollars Southwest voucher. This is burning a hole in my pocket. So maybe I'll fly out there. It's, it's, that's a beautiful track. Like in the Northern area, that's probably one of my most favorite tracks. Yeah. I don't, I've been to one when I was in the Navy, I was stationed in Norfolk and I went to one drag strip. It was like two hours outside it, but I haven't been to any, uh, Northeastern tracks. I wanted to go to, uh, Haltech world cup finals last year, but I ended up going to streetcar Dallas instead. Yeah. We're thinking we're right in between that too. Like I'm trying to decide if I want to do a world cup or there's like a huge Mustang event in, uh, in South Georgia that I did last year. I'm trying to decide if I want to again but world cup is just world cup like even as it looks so crazy it's insane like i think i started going in 15 and Mm -hmm. it's just wild like it's one race that i don't mind being a spectator at and it was the first time i ever saw uh big big fat tires and front runners on the back of a honda oh yeah detroit everything here is at v8 right right yeah, I was like, where are we? What are these? <laughs> like not hearing a V8 for once and like seeing all these S2000s and GTRs and Supras. And I was like, this is so cool. And so we right. go, we try every other year. And now if I can get my car figured out, I'd like to actually race. But I don't know if that's going to happen. My car doesn't yeah. really fit in glass. Yeah, you're having some tranny problems. I was actually watching a few of your videos earlier today what's going on with that is there any updates um so the so if you watch the previous one which it sounds like you have uh we couldn't dyno it because the bigger tires were rubbing so we mm-hmm. threw some of my, my dad has an s197 so we just threw his wheels on it which were old and the tires were really misshapen so the car was shaking all over the dyno he was like we have to get this right so we pull it off and we just threw the big tires on it my dad goes oh well we can be like everybody else and say that we're like quote unquote track tuning it and i was like great we're one of those guys then so he was like it's fine so we go to the track and it was still like just acting weird Mm -hmm. so 
the best thing we thought to do is let's take it to Oklahoma and race. And uh, we were like, why not? So we take it to Oklahoma and it was actually running 950s consistently. I drove it around a whole bunch. The trans was fine. So it wasn't too bad. And then um, we came home and a buddy of ours said, here, why don't you guys ask me? I have wheels. Just take mine. So through his wheels on it with new tires, thankfully, it's, it's terrible that you have to say that, but new tires and we threw it on the dyno and I haven't even put this in a video yet, but it just started smoking everywhere. And I literally, mm. I watched people leave my body because <laughs> I literally yeah. hear and my mm. husband runs front and he's like, lid, my dad, he's like, shut off, shut off, shut off. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, why didn't I tell him to say that? because my soul left my body. Like, yeah. why, didn't I, why didn't I scream? Why didn't I do anything? And I just laid on the floor for a second in front of the dyno with it off. And I was like grabbing pieces of belt underneath it. But the guys were like, oh. he was like, there's no oil or anything on the ground. So it shouldn't be so bad. Oh. Had a work call, collected my life and then went back yeah. out and looked at it. It was just, it ate an alternator belt. So it was uh, terrifying, but it was not that bad. It was not, not that bad of a situation. So we're going to get it. We're going to get that fixed hopefully by the weekend and then race next weekend. Yeah. I remember uh, leading up to Texas 2K, you were like, if you, if you were going to make it or not, because you're having uh, some issues. Yeah. We didn't get my built engine back together. So I took gotcha. my work coyote swapping my husband's car so um we he literally was like do you still want to go with your car and i was like well of course i still want to go with my car he's like do you just want my engine that's love <laughs> yeah that's and i was real. like I, really, I was like i really don't want to because i don't want to have to put it together put the blower on it you know the trans everything get a full car and then in you know three four weeks put my stuff back all together anyway and then right. covid hit wasn't really it actually wasn't really the worst because then we had time to do everything so right side of quarantine right <laughs> race. yeah exactly spend spend more money that's uh right. so when i was in the navy i got a 60 over ticket and uh got my license suspended for a month so i used that time to do performance mods because i couldn't drive it right you know we make great decisions car people yeah, yeah, I would say it's that. what we're known for in the community is financial uh, responsibility and good decision making. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, our yeah. parents would definitely say that. Pillars of our community. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the last time I had a fast car, and it wasn't even that fast. I had a 2012 Golf R that. Uh, stock was like 200 and something. And after I did stuff too, it was only 300 horsepower, but then life happened. You get engaged and you trade in the fast car. And now you drive a one ton truck with a trailer. You can't pull anymore. Cause, uh, you can't go to race car stuff. Anyway, moving on, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right uh, on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's what cars have you owned? Like, are you pretty much all Mustangs all the time, or what's that? What's that heritage been like? Um, so the first car I had was a 07 GT, which uh, was slower than dirt, and uh, it was it was a good stepping stone though. So my dad made me learn everything. Like, oh, if you want cams, you have to explain what they do first. Like, I'm not just throwing these in your car for you. So that was nice. Right. Basically, when I met my fiance. Like I, I knew that I wanted to be faster. Like I wanted something really cool. And, uh, my price range was not cool money, you know? So right. I was like, it was 
put a blower on the three valve or buy something new. So I was like, I want something supercharged from the factory. So that really limited me to a GT 500. Especially back then. Uh, Yeah, this was probably what I think I had it six years ago, five years ago. So I was like, this limits me to a GT 500 or a ZL1, which who can afford a ZL1? ZL or ZR1. Right. And then, uh, or CTSV. So I was like, oh no, CTSV won't work. And then I happened to find one about four miles from my house that was a super rare blue and it was at my friend's dealership. Oh, snap. So we went to drive it. It was December. So obviously it was snowing in Michigan. And he was like, are you sure you want to drive this thing? I was like, oh, CTSVs are all wheel drive. That's how much I knew about them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cringe there. So he I was think like, some of the CTSs were, but definitely not yeah. the Vs. So I uh, get there and he was like, it's fine. You can drive it. So I, I drive it and I go under one underpass, probably I don't know, a mile from the, the dealership turn around. I was like, You're, do you need a deposit or what do you want? <laughs> do you like, need blood? I'll give you blood. Yeah. <laughs> so I like thought about it for a day. Cause I was afraid that I was going to end up with two car payments. Cause my uh, GT, I had only had it, I think three years at the time. So I still had a payment on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, it's fine. If, if you, he goes, worst comes to worst in the spring, I'll take it in you know, like he'll take it for me if I bought it and I couldn't sell it. So I was like, okay. So I bought it literally two days later. So I had an 09 blue diamond CTSV. Um, I actually wrapped it purple after a year. And, uh, then my husband had a CTSV wagon, a stick. Oh yeah. The unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, So we loved those and we had those for a little while. And then mine got to be right around 99,000 miles. And I was like, I really want to go faster. Like, I know like 10 is not what I want. Like I want right. to be faster. And then I started seeing the 18 Mustangs with like a blower on them and a fuel system and A85. And they were like, nine twos. I was like, excuse me, we're going to have to get one of these. So we, we put the, put the V up. I got a deposit in four hours and sold it two days later. Wow. So I knew it was the right time because it was, it was, mine was a, a beautiful blue. That's the one thing I really missed. The color was really rare. It was when we, there was only 60 of them in 09 and like 10 in 2010. Yeah. I'm a big fan of blue, uh, chase streetcar takeover chase that blue Mustang. Oh, that's the, color I wanted. that's the color I wanted. And then I started seeing everybody getting them and I was like, mm, I can't have the same color as everyone. And then my fail safe is always silver. So we found a silver with a red interior. So I was like, mm, meant to be. Yeah. Right before I decided to quit my job and do the YouTube thing, I was looking at either ordering a GT350 from the factory or getting like a year or two old, year or two old Z06. And if I was going to do the factory GT, it was going to be in the, I think it's the Kona blue with the stripe delete. That was going to be the one, but I decided to quit my job and chase my dreams. It'll take an act of God to stop me. I said, and boy, (laughs) boy, did he show me. He said, is that a threat? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, how, how about a nationwide pandemic, Chris worldwide? This is on you. Yeah. Right. And you're like, God, thank you. I really thought you were going to be in my corner for this one. <laughs> yeah. No, he made sure to shut it down in grand fashion. But uh, the podcast was always something I've wanted to do. So it just made me do it quicker. So it's yeah, all gave good. You the for you. yeah, exactly. Um, 
So what do you, you're a kind of a Ford aficionado and you're kind of on the inside. What are your thoughts on this new 7.3 Godzilla engine? And the things I've heard is that it's going to be probably an LS competitor because of the form factor. It's nice and small. It's push rod. I suggested you put that in the SN95 and you ignored me on Instagram and I felt hurt. I did. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say, I've been getting a ton of messages about it. I don't, I haven't done a ton of research on it yet, but I've been getting a ton of messages to put it in my um, S550 shell I have. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I need cheap. My, my S550 shell. Did you see that? That I have that? Yeah. Yeah. The parts car. Yeah. So my parts car, I was thinking like, I legit just want to find like some forum build, like quote unquote forum build and legitimately go to the junkyard and find all those things myself and make it okay. a junkyard. That's why oh, yeah. I like, that's why I haven't done a ton of research on it yet. Cause I definitely don't have the money to buy a seven three, but I do think it's going to be right. fantastic. If I don't end up getting a Bronco, I'll probably get it in a, a Luma Duty. Okay. Yeah. That's the Bronco. Uh, I think Thursday I'm going to try and record a episode while the reveal goes down. Can you give us any insights? Tell us your secrets. We know you're a Ford insider. I've seen it. I actually seen it not because of Ford. Um, I saw really? a friend at, yeah, a friend at motor trend had like official photos of it. And I was like, you know, sent the eye emoji. You know, I can't send them to you, but they're they're good. They're really good. If it has the two seven eco boost in it, I'll be happy because that's what I have in my F one fifty. And then mm-hmm. I really was gonna get an expedition after this one because I uh, I hate when you hang out with six people and you're like, oh, let's all go get ice cream or something, and you all have to take a separate or you have to take you know two cars because you're hanging out with six people in the F one fifty on the by. But it is, it's fantastic. Like, you know, if I ever have kids, they'll never kick my seat. So I'll probably get, yeah. you know, I need, I want something big. So I've been looking at the Bronco and I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. It's only Are they going to offer a V8? That I don't know, but mm. I have heard. Sick. You're, I'm pretty much in the dark like you are. I was supposed to go to the unveiling early and then COVID again made this year yeah. fantastic. So I missed that. But yeah, I'm supposed to, uh, I, I'm supposed to be watching the watch party at a dealership that I work with. So we'll see. Okay. But yeah, the new F-150 really- actually looks like it's going to be very cool for tracks because of that uh, Power Pro system. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That and being able to just sleep in it would be really reductive. <laughs> but I sleep in the truck all the time anyway, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> well, that full flat seat won't hurt, won't hurt anything, that's for sure. Yeah, make my back a little bit better. <laughs> But yeah, and it's, I, they're cooled so that racetrack suit can uh, get some heat out. Yeah, that'd be great. I uh, I lease we lease here in Detroit, so because we get really really good incentives. So I figure whenever my mine will be up in I think November twenty one. So whatever something cool comes out, I'll probably just get it a little bit before and then turn it in. Right. Because Broncos is supposed to be out April twenty one. Okay, so right at the beginning. Yeah, so I'm hoping yeah. I can get my reservation in soon and then be like, hey, you're one of the first ones. That'd Heck be yeah. cool. That never would be works cool. In, never works in my favor. Dude, you need to call in all the favors. I even know Shamelessly someone on the plead with these people. I know. I know someone on the design team and she's like, we all watch your videos in the studio. And I'm like, then can someone get me a Bronco quickly? Look it up. 
She's like, we just draw them. She's like, we don't produce them. I'm like, yeah, but you're the reason why it's a thing. Right. So maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll try. Yeah. That's gotta be fun for you, by the way, everyone just thinking you have the keys to the kingdom. Oh, oh yeah. Like or, Ken Block doesn't even have an open door policy. Oh uh, no. Like the coolest thing that ever happened to me was seeing the Maki. And unfortunately, like I like the Maki, but it's, you know, not really everybody's cup of tea. It wasn't like yeah. cool. It wasn't like the cool stuff that you got to see. It's not like I got to see like the 2024, 23 Mustang, you know, then everybody right. would be messaging me about it. But the Maki, they're like, mm, yeah, pass. Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't mad. That was an awesome experience. Yeah. It's, it's weird. They're not doing so much at auto shows, the reveals anymore, but like the first thing I got with my media credential was access to the motor trend show here in Vegas. And like I was walking around with a GoPro and a press badge and people avoided me like salespeople. Like, are you supposed to be like here to tell me about it and try and like, so it's not a, it's a bummer that the car show is a dying thing, but it's not a surprise after that. Yeah. So our auto show here was dying really bad and Detroit's auto show was in January. I don't even know how long, I mean, probably as long as I've been alive and all the big automakers started pulling out and pulling out and it started getting worse and worse and worse. And, uh, the automakers pulling out forced them to move the date. So for 2020, it was supposed to be the very first year that it was going to be in June, which for Michigan is, you know, our most beautiful month in the summer and going to close down most of the streets of Detroit. And it was going to be like a drifting event. You could do, um, ride alongs and everything like that. And it was going to be really, really, really cool. It was going to be, actually, I was really excited about it finally for an auto show and then it got canceled. So I was really bummed about that, but they said that Bronco was supposed to be unveiled there. So mm. it wasn't cool that they were bringing that back finally and yeah. in Detroit. So, but that was bummer. Yeah. Roadkill Nights looks awesome. That was another thing I was excited to go to this year that I probably won't get to, but you got to go at least once or twice that I've seen, right? Yeah, I went last year. It's really cool. It's only 20 minutes from our house. Unfortunately, it did get canceled for this year. Yeah. She, I was debating whether I wanted to do it again. It um even even only two passes on Woodward was still really cool. I would have done, probably done it again, but I think Cletus and Cars is that weekend now. At least that's ah. So if you have nothing to do, come to Cletus and Cars, and it will be indie again. Yes. Um, are you going to build a burnout car, or just that's take the uh, take the drag car? I'll probably take mine and actually we'll probably take my husband's if it's running by then and just have them both and take them down the track. But I, I would have loved to have a burnout car ready for it. That would be awesome. Probably not. Unfortunately, unless I can find a powertrain and a trans and or a demolition out. drag car. Oh yeah. I forgot they do that. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of and good I, things. Yeah. I'm going to have to start going to the junkyard. Yep. Uh, when you were talking about doing that junkyard build, I almost said that's a roadkill thing, but what, uh, what exactly do you do? Have you done with motor trend? Are they not? Um, I actually worked with motor trend for work because, um, they came in. So the guy who does like all the off road actually bought one of our Jeeps and he, he came to Michigan and picked it up and then drove it all the way home to California. You got to meet Fred. 
No, his name is John. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the dirt everyday guy. That's Fred. Yeah, that's Fred. Yeah, the, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool. So he was like, came around AV and we showed him all the trucks and the Jeeps and he's been a friend of the company for a long time. So it was my... I'm, I've only worked there a year, so I finally got to like meet. We were supposed to do it for Moab. Have you heard of, you know, everybody oh, in Moab? Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to do it for then, and he was going to drive it then and wheel it and then go home to California, but again, got canceled, and now I have lots of credits to uh, Delta. So at least it's Delta, not Spirit. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. The worst. Yeah, I can't. can't do Spirit. No, like their seats are fixed position. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. even spring for a seat that reclined two degrees. That was, that was an experience flying spirit. I was like, wow. This is as bad as everyone says. Yeah. This is a greyhound that flies. Those fixed back seats are worse than the fixed back seats I had in my car. Like they're worse than a Kirky. At least a Kirky yeah. fits. <laughs> yeah. These are like, yeah, I don't know who they're shaped to fit, but it's not anyone that I was sitting next to. That's for sure. No, they're awful. They're even awful. Like, I think we took Spirit when uh, we went and picked up the wagon from New York, and it was horrible. And it was only like an hour drive. Yeah. Does yeah. Uh, does he still have the wagon? No, we got rid of the wagon because we got an offer that we absolutely could not turn down. And we really, we, the wagon market, from what we watched, got to a point where if you modded them any more than they didn't hold that premium value. So his was bad. Right. So we heard that line already. So I told him, I was like, I was like, Hey, I know you want this thing, but all he talked about was getting the SN running, get the SN running, get the SN running. So his Mustang hasn't ran at that point in four years. So right. I was like, I was like, we can't afford to do both. So you either have to decide to sell this or, and it was getting to that mileage range too. I think we put, we got it with 18,000 miles on it. I think we sold it at like 45. Mm. just under somewhere so we were on to get it while it was still like we were afraid the wagon market was fine the bubble was gonna finally pop so we were right. like let's get now and then that's when we got the donor car and got his engine and got my whip yeah that uh the sn is probably one of my favorite body styles and the four six is one of my favorite sounding engines like you put an x-pipe on it and you think there's a like full built drag car coming down the street. It's not going very fast, but boy, does it sound good. That's always what I said about my three valve. Like I always said, I was like, it just sounds fast. It's not fast. It's how a muscle car should sound. Oh yeah. They're, they are. That's why I like the 0304 Cobra is still like, they're, they're not up to today's standards of like making fast. Like you don't just change the blower and it's an eight second car anymore, but the, they just sound so good. Oh yeah. The, uh, SVT Cobra R is one of my favorite posters I ever had. Yep. I have that one. It's the best. They, uh, I'll have a Cobra one day. I just, I want it as a cruiser. Right. This is probably going to get a lot of backlash, but I do just want it as a convertible, like a, just a fun manual convertible stick car just to have out. You live somewhere that you can use it more than here. Cause Vegas like it's supposed to be 111 next week. You're not riding around in a convertible in 111. But oh, I I, you get a lot of hate, hate for convertibles, but I like them. It's nice. You, you buy a race car for race car things. You buy a convertible for convertible things. 
Right. Just fun things. That's why I've been kind of wanting a C6 and just get the target top. And except then I realized I did not know much about bets. And then as I started looking, I was like, hmm, there's a base and then there's a grand sport. Well, the price jumps up because the grand sport looks so much better than the base. So now I'm like, crap, I need one of those. Yeah, the, the wheels on the Grand Sport in particular are one of the, the better parts. They look really oh, nice. Yeah, they're not too – I mean, you can get a base right now with, like, 70,000, 80,000 miles for – well, summer. I was looking in, like, the beginning of quarantine. So I don't know where the price has changed to, but they were real cheap. They're, like, ten or 11,000. So if I could find a Grand Sport for, like, sixteen, I would probably jump on that. Yeah, they're good-looking cars. I mean <laughs> – it's 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 hard not to like them. Independent rear suspension, the latest LS, whatever year it is. I mean, and they're so easy to make power. It's it's discouraging as a Ford fan to like see the tidal wave of goodies and aftermarket support in like just the mess that is the LS market. But uh, the Coyote is fantastic. I'm hoping the seven three like puts it up another notch. So you know. There's something I, to compete I, with LS Swap the world. The only, yeah, see, my only thing that I can't see about Ford is they take they have these cool engines and these awesome power adders finally, and they don't put them in more than one application. Like it's Dude. just the must. The like why? Is, right? Why is there not a Ford show with a five liter? Why is there not the? I I have a feeling the Bronco is not going to have a five liter. So why does that not have a five liter? But then you go over to Dodge and you're just like. Hmm, I can pick anything I want that has, you know, a badass VA net. Yeah, Hellcat, everything. Literally, yeah. if if it's a Dodge, they've come out with a Hellcat version of it. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't think there's nope. been a Dakota Hellcat. But it, have no. they have, have they released a new Dakota yet? No, I've heard that is coming. I heard it's going to be about the size of the Gladiator, so around the Colorado, that size. Um, but they did release the Durango, and talks of a full-size 1500 Ram is out there. Well, so, they're doing the, the TRX, I think it is. It's going to be the Raptor competitor, and I imagine yeah. that'll have a – it may not be Hellcat branded, but it'll be some kind of blown Hemi. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I would be surprised. And you know what? You know what bums me out though is their the way that their ECU is paired to their transmission and just everything else with the car. There's not a ton of Hellcat swap stuff. You notice that? And Hellcat's been around for five years. So why are there not more swaps? And we started figuring it out because I said that because um. Mm-hmm. That is the number one stolen car here in Detroit. Even scout packs, just Dodges. So yeah. I was, with all these stolen cars around here where are the drivetrains going? So I'm like, why don't we just buy a whole drivetrain or a whole gutted car or one that's been wrecked? So we've been looking at yeah. co-car. We need a whole car because from what I've heard, it is impossible to unpair everything if it doesn't have its stock ECU. So I think that's why. But that'd be kind of sweet too. I'd like to do that. Yeah, I hadn't noticed there wasn't a ton of swaps, but I did notice that the crate engines always came as a full running gear and not just the engine. But I, I guess that makes sense. That's why. Yeah, I think so too. Because I'd really love to do that in my S550 shell. But Fred actually gave me a really good idea yesterday. He was like, you should just make it as light as you possibly can. And I was like, I mean, it's literally a shell. Do you know what the Barra is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I feel, I felt 
like emotionally gypped that Ford had this crazy kick-ass straight six. And I didn't know about it till I went to Australia last year for summer nets. And I was like, what is this gem? I know. It's funny that you say that because my husband did the same thing. We were watching something, Summer Nats, and we were like, what is this engine? Started doing a bunch of research on it because he was like, let's just put in the SM. They're not very expensive. So we started talking to a guy from Australia that has the the Australia's fastest Ford Falcon. Okay. The, like the G, their G8 competitor, I guess. So first yeah. off, they get a way cooler car. Then they yep. get a way cooler engine. So I started talking to the guy and he was like, oh yeah, nobody gets the five liter here. He was like, everyone gets the 2J or well, 2J. Australian 2J, they call it. Yep, basically. So that's what he was talking to us about. And he's like, I can get you guys a whole brand new engine for like 500 bucks. And I was like, it sounds great. But then I was talking to my dad about it. And he was like, just imagine if something happens, you're not going to be able to get parts for it. He was like, you guys need to put that in something you're not going to beat the ever-living heck out of. So... Yeah. Or you look at it like an investment and just front order, like all the high fail items. Yeah. You just got to plan it right. But that would be super cool. I know there's somebody doing one here. It's a Rob Raybon. Have you ever heard of him? He's doing a bar swapped in his uh, box. Okay. I joke. A buddy of ours said you should do a Barracuda. (laughs) That would be awesome. <laughs> if you could find a CUDA in a good shape, I was like, that would be really cool if somebody actually did that. You'd set the internet on fire, though. Oh, yeah, they'd be so mad. So bad. I don't, I don't understand why people get so upset about these swaps. Like, there's a little yeah. guy here, like, 2J swap bar on. And we're like, it's so cool. Somebody 2J swapped a CTSV. Just like, coop. I just saw it the other day. I was like, yeah. this stuff's cool. Cooper put a 2J in his third gen Camaro. Yeah, see, I think the only time I don't like when someone does a swap and the only time it like irks me a little bit is when they take a heritage chart. So like, don't put them in the super old bets. Don't put did it you in see the car. red one at Texas 2K that did that? No. There's like a red two C2, C3, whatever the one with the big front fenders is. He had a 2J in that. Really? Mm-hmm. See, this was probably 2018. At the same time, it's like, it's kind of cool, but it's, I guess to me, it's a little bit more of like the heritage stuff. Like don't put it in a GT500. Don't put it in Z, like ZR1. Like that kind of stuff is the off limit stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my I, I I can see it from both sides. Like they talked to him a little bit at the, at the start line. He's like, what brought about this? He's like, well, I had this car and I had this engine. So I didn't have money to buy another car or another money to buy another engine. So, I mean, I can see it from both ways. I'm just broken. Yeah. want something fast. Yeah. Feels. I get a lot of that every time my car is down. They're like, when are you going to just LS swap it? And I'm like, are you going to pay for the Motec or are you going to pay for the Holly? Because I think a lot of people forget if you do those sw- swaps on something new, like my, the Ford ECU has made it to the sevens. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to change that unless I need it. So yeah. to me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to put a Holly or a Motec in it just because. So I'm like, okay, well, if you front that, I'll go get the junkyard LS. Deal? <laughs> yeah. Part of that is the YouTube, uh, like roadkill generation is they, they think all that stuff just is free or cheap. (laughs) Like if you're not getting all that stuff from Holly or from whoever, like, Holy crap, man. Like it's, it's not cheap. 
No, not at all. It's very expensive and it's not something you ever find used. And if you do, you like cringe a little bit and you're like, should I get this used? Yeah. Yeah. Electronics are always a little sketchy when someone else has had them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'll let us swap something eventually, but I'll do it on my own time. Yeah, I feel like it's been done so much. Like the internet isn't thirsty for another LS swap. No. So. Yeah. Plus, you're you're good good Ford ambassador. We got to get more more. I didn't know Holly had a Ford Fest. That's awesome. That was another okay. thing on my list for this year. Yeah, we were at it last year. We're gonna go again this year. I'm excited for it because they did an all 10 or 80 shootout, which is my trans. And I, they let us bust out all these qualifying passes. No big deal, no big deal, no big deal. And then the day of the actual race, they were like, okay, you get two, two actual qualifies and you can only run a 10 unless it's you have the cage. Which I expected, which I expected. But the fact that they let me run all weekend without that or yeah. however going and then said that I was really pissed because I would have just uh practiced the whole time yeah letting trying out. to get out of 10 yeah so I like got to do two more and I basically just counted my shifts and just coasted because I don't like to try to break if I ever have to so yeah so that happened and I was really pissed about that but this year I have a full cage and everything so I'm hoping that I can go and at least be more competitive this year what all do you have done to your trans I know it's still the 10 speed it is still the 10 speed. We did clutches in it. Um, so it just has clutches and it was gone through and everything was fine. So, or well, the clutches weren't fine, but everything else was. So that's it. That's awesome. Hopefully, hopefully can keep it throughout the year. I really don't want to have to go to TH100. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that all the new cars are like 10 speed and better. Like that's, that's so awesome. Uh, like yeah. the, the, the automatic transmission is finally caught up to make it a viable racer. Yeah. And it was, it's a, it's the funnest 10 speed on, or it's the funnest transmission on the market as far as automatic. Like I'll tell everybody that. Cause I put mine in like what it, what it calls like an autocross mode. So it just all the way down. And like, I was driving it one day and my husband's like, you have to stop driving like this. It's it's a really good transmission. It just sucks that it's like kind of like glass right now and people haven't really figured them out. But what Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense is the the, uh, 10L80, which is the Camaro uh, transmission. Nobody seems to be having as many problems as the Mustang one. So we're trying to figure out like what the GM do differently that made that one so solid like a hmm. girlfriend of mine runs she has the fastest um zl one in the country she has a pro charger on it it's like that slime green she ran an 860 on the stock trans which there are some 10 or 80s in the with that but it just first thing you say is well how many passes did it make at that yeah, speed right but the, for some reason the camaro just seems to hold up so much better how hard would it be to swap that that's what I was wondering. I thought about that. My husband and I have been thinking about getting a Rex ZL1 just so we can tear it apart and see what is the difference. But it's on the list. We have to finish his car before we can go in depth. So we're hoping that this winter will keep us busy with content right. and things because there's got to be something because GM and Ford did develop it together. They, for some reason, GMs just ended up with something different. There's no one seems to know what it is yet. Ford just makes so much power. Can't handle it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I mean, there was a 10 already in the seven. So he That's didn't want crazy. 
790 pass. So if I could get mine to 850s, I would probably be really happy. That would be my goal for this year. How many gears do you go through in a typical full quarter mile run? Six. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, seventh is the one-to-one. So you, like, that's been kind of the goal with, with tuning is to try to keep it out of the seventh gear when you hit the top end. Right. Have you thought about doing any, like, half mile or, like, top speed races? No, I don't know why they kind of, when everybody I know that did, was doing them in their CTSBs when I had mine, they all were having a lot of issues afterwards. And I was like, that kind of terrifies me. I mean, the car is much safer. This car is much safer with all my cage and everything. So I'm not as worried, but I don't know. It's just so hard on it. It is that extra quarter mile may, may seem not like a lot, but at wide open throttle, it's, it's a lot of heat and a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, I'm going to hear that ting, ting, boom again. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> Knock on wood right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, something I kind of noticed is the a lot of these half-mile events, except like Texas 2K, it's mo- there's, they're more about the cars than the drivers because it's a lot of like 720Ss and high-end cars that they just take to the tuner. Like, I want to make it fast. And then the tuner's like, here you go, bro. Like UGR. I fucking love those guys. But the fact that you can buy a 12, 1500 horsepower street legal warranted Lamborghini is, is insane. I love it, but it's what a time to be alive, huh? Right. It, it really is like, it's insane. And that's how I always felt about like the Hellcats. Like it's almost yeah. hurting community a little bit because everybody can just go in there and have a fast car now. Yeah, it's who would have thought like a couple of years ago when all the EPA stuff was creeping in that we'd have like a full blown no holds barred horsepower war with the uh, big three. Like it's it's amazing. It's funny that you say that because that, that was like one of the things my dad kept saying. Like my dad like got his GT five hundred and he had or he has a thirteen fourteen GT five hundred and he has an eleven Coyote and he was like, well, we better stock up on all these now. When the S five fifty came out, a lot of people didn't like them. He was like, we better stock up on the older stuff because you know everything's about to change. And then as we've gotten, you know, years have come up and we're like holy crap, we can't afford to stock up on everything that's cool right now because everything is cool. Like, I've never been a Camaro fan. I didn't really like the fifth. I I mean, I love the third gen. How do you not? But I loved, I didn't like the fifth gen, the first one. But then when the refresh came out, like the 16s, Mm. I was like, oh my God, I need one of these. So now it's like every, not only is everything powerful, accepts power really well, it's all good looking. Yeah. Like how do you know charger? How do you know when a track hop? Like, there's just so many cool things now that I'm like, I am doing something. We are super again. spoiled for choice. Yeah, and it and all and that's why I tell everybody too is like it all depends on what you want. Like a lot of people are like, I'm going to tender by 18, and I'm like, you don't take it to the track. I had no problems with my cigarette. Why do you need to go to 10? Or oh, well, I have kids. What should I get? And like, well, go to the dot lineup. You can get whatever you want over there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got the Explorer ST in the blue oh, okay. oval now. Yeah. Explorer STs are awesome. The Edge ST, we see the Edge ST around a ton too. Um, GM, I wish GM would have put something cool in the blazer. Dude, I was so shocked to find out the absolute slugs they put in that poor car. Like, I, my buddy Brandon, I was talking about on a previous episode how badass the SS blazers were. Yeah. Oh God. 
those are so cool. You still see them at the track. My sister oh, yeah. has, my sister just got a 2020 blazer and she just got the V6 all wheel drive. And she's like, it's so much faster than my Equinox. And I'm like, if you knew, if you knew. Yeah, those are uh, CVT cars too, right? The Equinox. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. It was oh. Bad. She saw an ad because she, uh, she saw on my phone, the HP tuners posted that they have tuning support for, uh, uh, blazers now. And uh-huh. she sent it over to my dad. She's like, dad, will you tune my blazer? Oh no. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to. <laughs> oh like, man. Like, it's got to really... break his heart a little bit. Yeah. He was like, I'm excited that you like, you, you sent me the right tuner. You sent me HP tuners. He's like, I'm, I'm excited about that. He was like, but, no, I don't want to touch that. She Baby steps. Do, Baby steps. He'll do our F-150s. Like, he does the 2.7, but he'd have to learn the laser. So he's like, it's yeah. not really worth one, but maybe if you go back to a Ford, she's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's so much cool stuff right now. And with the, the, the I hope the Bronco, like I said, it doesn't sound like it's going to have a 5.0, but two-door Bronco with a 5.0 would really make my Thursday. Yeah. I, I think they're saying that it's going to have a manual. So that's, cool. Oh, that's good. That's the cool that. thing you should stock up on is manual transmissions. Cause those are few and far between these days, which I yeah. get it. Like they're, they are, they do shift faster. You never miss a shift in a race with an automatic, but I miss, I miss banging through the gears. I know it's still fun. That's why I had an O3 Mach 1 that I bought last year. I love Mach 1s. I, they are all, I'm yes. going to have another, like, but they have a soft spot Shake in my heart. Oh, I love them. My dad had a white one when I was a kid, a 04 white one. And then he turned, it wasn't really a race car. It was pretty streetable. And then it just, when I was 21 buying a Mustang, I just was too out of my price range at the time. So I bought this stock one that was just an 03 and I loved it because I never even had to worry about it. I called it my no butthole pucker car. <laughs> Didn't even have tints. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And I put like, I drove it to work all the time. It was just a fun little stick that we took up and down Woodward. And I, we got rid of it during quarantine because we just, I knew if I kept it any longer, I was going to, and I know this sounds weird. I'm glad you're sitting. I was going to bag it. I'm going to bag it. I'm going to IRS swap it and put some CCW classics on it. I mean, as long as you don't build a thousand horsepower engine and then bag it and make it like, that's what I don't understand is people that'll build like fully track spec race cars that are that far off the ground, but never take them anywhere. I can't drive it. Well, and you don't take it to the track either. So why do you have it? Or like, you know what I mean? If you're going to leave it mostly factory and maybe put an exhaust and some bags on it, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with a cruiser. Yeah. Especially yeah, you, you've got your race car. No one's questioning your, your chops on that. Yeah. That's why I, we used to go to some stand shows with our wagon because it was bagged and we had, my husband had a, uh, surfboard on it and everything and it was obnoxious teal and it was fun to go to stand shows because it's just a totally different environment you just yeah different it was nice once in a while to like not always have to be doing something you know like yeah not always suit up get in you know get ready log it tune it this was just park and hang out and have fun with everybody else right yeah, I've always had uh, Volkswagens and Audis, but I was never like into the scene too much. And then when I got my R, I was one of the first ones to have one in Virginia. And then I had uh, 
little bit of work done to it. So I took it to H2O, which is in Ocean City, Maryland, which is the largest European car meet in the country. And wow, let me tell you, you go to Volkswagen Nation, there is some weird, weird stuff. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to H2O just to hang out. I really, my dream is to get a E36 M3. Yeah, I know those are great. I don't tell a lot of people that because I get a really hard time about it. And I tell everybody I'm an enthusiast. I'm not a purist, although I know for yeah. the best, like I need, I feel like I need to start owning other stuff. So people will stop saying that to me, but I yeah. love, I love old BMWs. It's just, I don't know what it is. Once I started seeing them They're and I'm like, cars, well, turbo well, straight I, six. I also love the eighties and nineties. Like I love eighties, eighties, eighties. So when I see all that kind of stuff, I'm like, well, it reminds me of that where I want to be, you know? So I, I want to yeah. box it too, but my dream, my dream dream is a test Testarossa. Mm. Yep. So. Those are, uh, the poster wall poster car of all time. Those and yeah. the Diablos. Yep. Yep. I saw Diablo actually, you know, cause my husband and I are trying to decide if we want to have kids or not. We'll keep being serious with cars and not that in my belief, I don't think kids ruin it just because I didn't ruin it for my parents. My mom and dad both had Fox bodies when I was born. So, and my dad just continued racing and things like that. So I feel like if you can do it correct, you know, if you can afford right. to do it all, of course, why not? So my, I, Basically, I'm not really religious, and a friend of mine goes, just talk to God. Just say something and just be like, so, I need a sign. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll say it. So I said, God, I need a sign. I need a sign to know if I need to start being a mother and settle down and have, like, this normal life, like everyone says I need to have, or should I keep having cars? And we have this thing here that's called M1 Concourse. So it's basically Mm like a but they treat it like a marina so you live you can uh you can't live there but you can like it's a garage where you can keep your car and like all that stuff so like where you would keep your boat right we're walking around it we're walking around walking around and i saw the first white tesla rosa ever in my life and i was like if that's not my sign i don't know whatever i do what it'll ever be so yes. i was about a year ago so i think i need to do it again and just be like okay god where am i at do i need you know our baby's next or it's like 10, 15 years. Check back. Cars are good for now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like 15. Be like, Oh my God, I forgot to have babies. <laughs> oh man. There's worse things. There's worse endeavors to devote your life to though. Having, having oh. race cars is. That's what I tell feeling. my family. Yeah. That's what I tell my family. I'm like, you guys don't understand because you, my dad raised me differently. Like I went to everything with him and it wasn't just car stuff either. It was like, we're going to air shows and RC trucks and I had RC planes and I, I had everything. So to me, it was like, I don't know anything else. I don't know what playing with dollies is like because I right. just always really like that. So it's weird. So to me, I'm like, I would love to do that again with another kid, but I feel like I'm a, not older you know, I'm closer to 30 than I am closer to 25, but I feel like I missed that. Like, I wish I had almost had them earlier. So now. Oh, I think her video just, well, her video just cut out. Let's see if we can get her back. Uh, Oh, no worries. Um, Weird. Yeah. So. 
I don't know. I feel like it would be kind of cool if my kids have like to adopt maybe like a five or six year old at this point, just because there's so many children that do need adopting Mm -hmm. and it would just fit into my life a little bit better. I feel like having an older kid, but I don't know. At the same time, I'm like, oh, I would love one that looks like a husband. You know, at the same time, but then you have to, you know, it's a, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Racing's a commitment, but this is a commitment. Yeah. Like, I'm in this sweet pocket of being the cool uncle, and I'm fine to just ride that out, you know? Same. Because same, my niece is three, and she's gotten to the point where she, like, sees me, and she runs to me now, and I'm like, you know what? I can come with this. She could. You know, I asked her, do you want to stay the night? Do you want to sleep at JoJo's house and things like that? And I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah, be the cool aunt. And then in a few years when inevitably she goes through a rough phase, you're like, ah, and Joe's busy. She's she's going to be gone for a couple of months. Yeah. Then you come back and everything's great. Yeah. That's that's what I'm in. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Then you don't have to deal with, because my sister, my sister has two. So the littler one is fantastic, awesome. But it, I like... It's like here she has uh she's gotten issues and she's being a brat. You can have them back. Yeah. So it's like the back of it. Well, I'm sure you get it worse than I do because I'm in my thirties and I don't have kids, but no one really cares. As a girl, I'm sure you are probably hit up about a lot more than I am. Well, for me, it's like I guess I've just always had the attitude that if everyone else is doing something, I'm not gonna do it. So that's why I kept I started with racing like or well, I kept with it and didn't let anybody discourage me on it. And it was like, oh, well, girls don't do that. Well, now it's like, hey, now I get paid to do this. So yeah. do girls do it now? Professionally. And so now when everyone, <laughs> yeah, right. So now when people are like, oh, you, uh, you're going to have babies. I'm like, you know what? The more and more you ask me, the less and less I'm going to do Yeah. It. Good for you. Stand strong. There's enough humans in the world. Yeah, right. There's enough little ones and we can always find a little one if I need yeah, it. Yeah, there's definitely not enough race cars though. You should you should make more of those. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm like, we definitely need to make more money because we can't afford to keep living like Dude, this. Dude, that's the thing with having the kids and the race car. It, it's doable. You just got to have a Brinks truck to make it all happen at a, or maintain yeah. it all at a certain level for sure. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that stinks too, is like, I don't have like a huge role model of like where I can say, Hey, well, what did you do when you were six months pregnant? Cause my mom never really raced. She was into cars and I mean, we still have her Fox body, but she never went down the track. So I'm trying to find someone where I can be like, Hey, like, do you feel differently now? Did you take a year off? Did you, you know, cause once you have that little, little guy to worry about, like, do I want to put myself in eight second car risk anymore you know so i've been trying to find ladies who are who have been through that and want to you know talk about their experience with it because i you know you can't wear your harnesses when you're pregnant so there goes that and oh you gotta think about all those kind of things so i obviously didn't bother my dad didn't worry my dad when he had all of us so as a girl harder so i need to uh need to do a little research on that one. I'm serious about it yeah that's one thing i really like about your uh your instagram is you do like features so many other lady race car drivers like as a as a car guy all you ever hear is there's no car girls and i believed it until i followed you and every week you've got you know dozens of different girls that have legitimately fast cars that i would have i would have never known about so that's that's pretty awesome that you do that 
Uh, I thank you. I really appreciate that because I went a long time like thinking that I was the only one and that maybe I should stop because it was weird. And then as Instagram got bigger and I saw girls, even if they just had a Mustang, I was super excited because there was only two or three girls locally here that had them. And now, I mean, the nice thing is, is I have friends that, you know, I have G8 friends, SS friends, um, girls with 86s and CTSVs. And now I have all this big circle. And I mean, I found a girl with an SS through another girl with an SS here in Michigan. We live like 30 minutes from each other. I'm like, how have I never seen right. you? So I messaged her. I'm like, Oh, let me know. I'd love to meet you. And and I think it's helped a lot too because I was really shy online. You know, I'd never talked to anybody. So now I'm like commenting on stuff and girls are messaging me more often now and it is fantastic because I'm like come like join my circle. Love yeah. You should have a you. podcast. I get that a lot. I don't know what I would talk about. Talk about cars. Girls talk about your life. Like yeah. it's just another, it's another form of exposure for you, right? It takes, it's super easy to do. Like, it's not like it takes a lot of uh, peripheral stuff. I'm sure you, you already have a camera and all you need to buy is a $60 microphone. So I don't know. It's fun. It gives you an excuse to talk to people. You do have a platform that you are like, one of the the cornerstone ladies, at least in the streetcar scene, as far as I know. So like, who cares? It's just, if, even if you do it for a year and have a year's worth of conversations with some of the girls you find on Instagram, like that's cool to have. That's how I've looked at it. Like, I don't think this podcast is going to be the ultimate thing that I do, but that was a mindset I had to get out of. I looked at everything as well. Am I going to be able to do this forever? Well, no. And Chris talks cars may not get me Joe Rogan numbers. Some other show might, but like, you just got to start it and enjoy it. That's true. I always tell that, or my husband says that to me about YouTube because I always want to stop because we're not, it's not that we're not growing. We're getting the views on like the audience that I have is fantastic. Like they're always like, you know, get it girl. You're getting there. Like don't get discouraged. So I'm very, very lucky that but I feel like I'm like well we haven't grown it's kind of embarrassing and he's like we've gotten so much because of it he was like even if it is small everyone seems to know it so just let you know let it just do its own thing and if it takes off it takes off and I'm like mm, yeah I guess. having a small our, engaged our- community from a, a business standpoint is way more valuable than huge numbers but no one likes no one comments there's no fan engagement like you have to look at it right. from a uh uh, advertisers point of view. Yeah. This person X gets 10 million views, but they're probably all bots because no one likes it. No one subscribed. There's no comments. There's no community. If you have a small engaged community, they know if, Hey, I have this product that people are going to listen. And right. Yeah, I know that's, I know that's the case, even with doing marketing as my career, I just still get discouraged here and there because like, please, like, I have cool stuff. Yeah. But that, that was, like, going back, like, my basis of the channel was that we were always just going to film what we were already doing and not try to make stuff happen. Right. So, that's, I mean, I said it to my mom the other day. She was like, well, she's like, are you going to try to make more videos? I was like, I think we passed half-assed it as long as we can, and now we need to put more effort into it. So, I want to try to do stuff like what it's like driving a cage on the street because everybody told me I was going to hate it. They're like, you're going to sell the car the minute you get it. And it's honestly not bad. I mean, we've driven it for our, 
hour rides there and back, and it has not been as bad as everybody made me say, like think that it was going to be. So I'm gonna probably do something like that when everything is figured figured out, and then once I run my eight, I'm gonna do a build breakdown and things like that. I really want to drive my dad's GT500, but he will not let me drive it. So. Bastard. I know. At least I have my mom's box that I want to drive. At least she has some input on it because it's still her mm-hmm. car. So she keeps saying, just drive it, it's fine. And he, my dad's like, no, oh, I don't want it out. So that's all. Yeah. Fun. Well, here's a happy medium, right? You could do like a start a lifestyle vlog series about, and not to beat it up being a lady race car driver, but you're one of the few was it's like, hi guys, check out my fast car. Like you actually know what you you've built it. You know what I mean? So talking about wanting to have kids, but wanting to still race, like I'm not listening. You mean I'm not having that conversation on my show because I don't, I don't have those considerations, but you do. And there's lots of other car girls that do. I, I don't know. I think you have a valuable perspective. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think so. I think about that stuff. I, now that I'm remote, it's a little bit easier right. to kind of have more ideas. And, and I think what a lot of people don't research when they're doing this kind of stuff is they don't listen or watch other channels. And I think that was my mistake at first too. And now I've been watching more so I can kind of see like, Oh, well that guy just did cringeworthy stuff or she really doesn't know what she's doing or I don't want to do a boring video like that. Yes. So it's, it's been helping me being home to be able to kind of do my own research on what I can and cannot do or what I should or should not do. Oh, there's a, there's no shortage of how not to do things on uh, on youtube and podcasting so yeah that's that's true that's definitely true but for us what we've noticed just works the best is just getting out like we're always slow basically between november and march because there's no racing but that's our building time and then we couldn't afford to live in an area where tracks are open all year like we need the time home and work on stuff and be down for a little while. So to us, we grow a lot in the summer normally and then slow over the winter, but it's just been a little slower. Yeah. I think I think for that. <laughs> yeah. It's the first couple of weeks of quarantine. I was, I was not upset. I was smoking a lot of weed, playing a lot of video games and uh, believe it or not, that got old. So now I'm still, yeah, still right? trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. So yeah all right well i'm trying to keep these around an hour i have no idea where we're at but i wanted to hit you with our signature question uh you have a five car garage sitting in front of you there's no price limit to just have five cars what do you get um a gt350 okay anything done to it either no, actually, I'd probably leave that alone. Okay. I just tracked that. Right. E36 M3. Mm-hmm. Also, probably leave it stock. It's killing me to say this, but I probably would. Um, I keep my five liter. I get my mom's box, which is an eight second turbo. Car. Goodness. She's never taken it down a track? Nope, just dad. Has she been in the car when it went down the track? Um, if she has, it's been a long time, but I did. I made my dad take me all the time. You need to get a video of her in her car. Uh, actually, yeah, I probably should. She'd probably be like, I'm too big for the cage now. Because <laughs> I didn't do swing outs, but um, 
that's probably why she doesn't drive hers. But to finish that, I would get my white Tesla Rosa. Okay. Tesla Rosa. So we kind of covered we that. A little bit. This. I was I was going to bring it in or bring it up earlier, and I wanted to wait to the end. Right. So, yeah, mine mine's a GT three fifty R with a giant pro charger. I figure the R, why not? Because it's theoretical, and I don't have to pay for those carbon fiber wheels when they get chipped. Then yeah. I would do a, a new Mustang with a Barra, a P one. C7 ZR1 and uh, Ram 4500 to pull it all around with because I'm just pragmatic oh. like that. See, we need you need to bump it to seven. Seven? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just the whole show. The, the whole show is just listing. All right, you have two airplane hangers with 32 <laughs> with 32 four post yeah. lifts, so you can get 64 cars. Go. <laughs> Well, I forgot that you need the tow rig now, so dang it. Well, I'm, I just have it's a truck fine. now, so that's like, that's all I have right now, so it's kind of in the forefront of my head. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, it's been awesome having you on. I look forward to having you on again sometime, I'm sure. I look forward to listening to your podcast when it gets started. All right, bye. But you know what's funny is the last podcast I did, they talked me into the YouTube. So thanks a lot for yep. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to keep your career moving forward. And uh, if you have any questions, I'd be more than happy to help you. I'm no guru by any means, but. No, I appreciate it. My dozens of listeners would beg to differ, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, follow. You are that 1320 chick on all the things, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that. Yes. All right. Yes, and yes. I am at Chris Talks Cars on Instagram and Cartoon Channel on YouTube, Cartoon Channel on Facebook. And uh, like, subscribe, rate, and review, do all the things. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.